Hey, sports fans, it's gridiron time, so let's load them up and head for the ball game. Whatever team you root for, from our local high schools to your favorite college or pro team, we know you need something safe and reliable to haul your fan base. Cars, trucks, SUVs, and crossovers, you name it, we can match you up with the perfect vehicle to get you to the game to cheer them on loud and proud. Check us out at DomPearsonFord.net. We are Dom Pearson Ford, South Spencer. Big enough to handle your needs, small enough to know your name. Zeke has, you know, he's kind of carved up the NFC East in games I've seen anyway. I don't really research it all that close, but uh, I will take Dallas on the road. <laughs> great thing to say is you give gambling advice. <laughs> oh, there you go. Ezekiel <laughs> Elliott does good against teams. Put your money on me, folks. <laughs> You're tuned to the SDR Triple Option podcast from the Spencer Daily Reporter. Let our local voices get you ready for the weekend of football ahead. This week, the guys talk Spencer's final regular season game against visiting Bishop Heelan. Iowa rolls along, and a big win for the Cyclones, with the NFL and TJ's top five rounding out episode 10. Please sit back and enjoy the SDR Triple Option podcast. Hey everybody, back with the SDR Triple Option podcast. I am Randy Cothran, joined today by TJ Murphy. Theme for this week, win and in. Win and in. Easy for you to say, buddy. You're going to be sitting in the nice baking suns of the... Uh, Jamaican world while the rest of us are freezing our butts off at Dale Norton Friday night. Hey, time out. It's supposed to get up to like 60 degrees on Friday. It's going to be a, it's going to be a nice day to whoop that healing ass. There you yeah, go. I'm sure that'll feel very Caribbean. <laughs> very Caribbean. Mm-hmm. But I know TJ will be listening in as uh, Nate Shaughnessy will be down on the sidelines getting the work done on Friday night. Sure will be. Probably won't have to wear the boots this week. That should be a nice upgrade. And Randy, where will you be? I'm planning on being right up at the 50-yard uh, line, the 8-yard wide 50-yard line. Are you going to be up there watching uh, Kyle Maroney be out of position when he intercepts passes? Uh, Kyle Maroney be out of position. We won't be getting uh, any uh, defensive penetration. We'll have a really small guy trying to get in a nose guard. All the other complaints <laughs> I've heard all year long uh, up from up in the uh, the coaches that sit in the stands and uh, our coaches uh, actually want to be fans. Boys, none of that is true. You guys are doing really well. It's just one guy, me and Randy, sit by at every game who's extremely negative. <laughs> I'll tell you, you can't hear him on the field. So, so well, the, the boys are fine. They're fine. Well, we found that out week one. You can't hear me on the field. No, we, although we I wish I out. would have. <laughs> oh, I could, I could reenact for you. You tried to pump up the crowd. Yeah. I could reenact it for you if you want me to. More TJ, please. I don't know that. I don't know that he pumped up the crowd. He did get their attention. I will say that. That that was a <gasps> gimme. <laughs> Never had that many people looking at me ever. And the one guy I wanted to look at me There's didn't. He was on the field. <laughs> <laughs> he was on the field. Yeah. Wearing a white hat and yeah. stripes. And uh, and, he, and he was fat. Let's just let's just oh, say wow. that. And I made that known. <laughs> TJ agrees. Stripes are a bad fashion choice for anyone. Well, the, at least they're vertical stripes. They're really helping them slim down. If they're horizontal stripes, they'd make them look wider. That's so, your Nate's fashion tip. So are you saying if he has a white shirt on, he looks even fatter? No, if you had horizontal stripes. Or just a plain shirt in general. Maybe. Depends how tight it is. Can I see through it? <laughs> well, let's, let's hope, hope not. not. <laughs> hey, uh, Tigers, a big win on the road Friday night. They travel down to Lamar's, a place that's been kind of their uh, boogeyman location. You're talking about a haunted house. The Bermuda that has Triangle. been a haunted house for the Tigers for many years. But uh, taking care of business, coming out first play from scrimmage, busting off a 94-yard touchdown run. 
We thought that was setting the tone for the game. Unfortunately, Mars came right back with a 90-yarder of their own, and then the Tigers just kind of took over control from there. This had all the makings for a trap game, right? It did, yeah. You got a great team you play the week before, a great team you play the week after. You're on the road against a team you struggle playing against on the road and struggle playing against in general. And the field was total crap. Yeah, between the hash marks, it was complete brown. It was complete mud. They played that freshman game beforehand. You couldn't have just played that in the parking lot or. Uh, yeah, that would have been fine. At Galen's Field. Anywhere. Uh, I don't know. I've been over there. Put it on the baseball field. They throw the discus over there. I've been there, district track. There's a whole lot of grass over there. If they would have played it at the baseball base, baseball field, baseball. they could have acted like the Raiders. They could have. There you go. They, yeah. Derek Carr, Amari Cooper, Jordy Nelson, though. We got to Yosemite. We could have the same amount of wins. We could have <laughs> traded away Chase Huff. It would have been great. That would have been. <laughs> Man, they have a hell of a pass rusher. But I mean, you For go three in, magical beans. <laughs> go in there. You play a. You play one of your biggest rivals. You know, a game starts off the way it does, and then just complete destruction, 41-6 at half, and that's the way it ended. That was hell of a response by the Tigers. Well, great in the fact that they got a lot of guys a lot of playing time in the second mm-hmm. half, and the defense just absolutely shut Lamar's down after that first drive. I mean, there was nothing to be gained, and the defense was just ball-hawking. Man, it was it was impressive. Yeah, that second half was a complete formality, though. I, would like to, I believe there were, like, 13 combined yards in that second half of JV football. Uh and Spencer had like 220 in the first half or whatever it was. So uh, nice of them to get it over with, though, on a chilly evening. That's, what, that's what I'm talking about. Isaiah Spencer ran the ball really well, obviously, besides the 94-yard run. Isaac Pingle had a really good game uh, taking the pitches to the outside. And Gage Garnett just continues to be a wizard running this offense. Well, and the nice thing is, and Ty talks about this a little bit, is how he kind of lets Garnett have a little bit of freedom. Uh, you know, he'll, he'll send in a play, but then uh, Garnett will uh, – Look around and make decisions on the field, and I don't, I don't know that any other Tiger quarterbacks had quite that much freedom here in recent years. I think Matt Finner did. Um, I don't know how much. Couldn't tell you, Coach Ty. If if he did, he didn't talk about it, obviously. But it seems to be Matt Finner might have. But you know, he obviously trusts Gage, and he's just a junior too. That shows a lot. Yeah, that's an incredible asset to have under under center for sure. Well, and he continues to prove it. Coach Ty weighed in on Friday night's big win. Yeah, I was, I was really happy about it. And, you know, it's one of those things, going there, you know, you, as a coach you have a little anxiety because of, like you said, uh, since I've been here since 2003, we've only won there once, and that was in 2008. So I think we were like one in seven in my years here or something like that. And there are those years where, uh, especially we played them here um, when I thought we had definitely better teams, and we beat them, but it was always a struggle. Last year, we up 21 nothing. They made it 21-14 and got really ner- nerve-wracking. 2015, it was, we had a big lead, and they, they shrunk that down. And So it's just never easy. And then we get there, and they're playing a freshman game on the field, which we knew was going to be happening, but I thought maybe it would have been a better decision to play the freshman game on the J- – they have a JV field right next to it. And the field was just destroyed, and there was no grass between the hashes. And so that kind of neutralizes you. You always worry as the coach, even if you have a better team. So I'm thinking this is going to be a 3 nothing game or a 7-6 game or something. And, and then it went different. You know, we broke that. Well, and then we get the kickoff. We get the penalty. So we started at our own six. And it didn't look good until the first play broke open. And, and uh, then they broke open a 90-yard run. And I'm thinking, this is crazy, you know, in, in these conditions that we just had these two big plays. But then we settled in, and our defense, after that first 90-yard run, I think our defense gave up like 13 yards the whole game. And, and offensively, we were very efficient. We didn't turn the ball over very much. Um, 
Gage Garnett did a great job getting us in good plays at the line of scrimmage, and we just executed well. So the Tigers with a big win. Field conditions, we kind of mentioned it, were just atrocious. Uh, I'm not sure how what stroke of genius it was that they decided they were going to play. I think they had a middle school game on the field like the night Thursday. before. Mm -hmm. And then they're going to turn around and play a freshman game in the Mud Bowl before the varsity game. I, 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 whose genius idea was this? Do they think they think they want to do it for nostalgia? Because that was the last time we'll be That's, played on that field. Because next year it'll be turf. Yeah, next year it'll be turf. Have a big blue bunny in the middle of it. Should look pretty <laughs> nice. I think they're. <laughs> I think they're knocking everything down. Too. I think they're putting in new stands. And are everything. they changing their names from the Bulldogs to the Blue Bunnies? They should. They should have oh, done that a while good ago. Good one, Randy. I like that. Yeah, they should. That's a way cooler mascot, frankly. Yeah, there we, are plenty of Bulldogs. Out we there. make fun of it, but uh, quite frankly, we wish we had a benefactor that would do that here for us. Yeah, dude. That'd <laughs> Put be in a new well, actually, I, I don't know. I think we need to play on grass. I feel like. Because a lot of times, you know, everybody else we play against plays on turf all the time. There are a lot of fast offenses and stuff like that. We excel on the grass. We play better at home every year for multiple reasons. But that grass will generally slow down a fast team. Like Sergeant Bluff kind of levels the playing field with guys like that. I, kind I don't of, hate it. Kind and of, sort of. It's real. Uh, no, I, I agree with Norton. You. <laughs> I agree with you. I kind of, I kind of wish Norton. Kind of wish the Hawkeyes would go back to grass. Myself, I don't like them on turf. I want to, I want to be more of a tough blue collar grass team myself. Yeah, just kicking grass, Kick, kicking grass, and taking names. Mm. Oh yeah, that's right. Ty uh, asked him about having to modify his offense a little bit to adjust for the grass or the conditions on the field. Well, I'll be honest, you know, I, I, some of the guys, last year when we played Lamar's here and, and it had been raining all day, we actually warmed up in the gym so we didn't have the guys sitting out in the wa water and the mud. But I, this year I just, uh, I don't think we got as much rain, you know, all day as we did last year, but the field was a lot worse, muddy-wise. But I wanted the guys to get out there and get used to, you got to, I say you got to take shorter, choppier steps a little bit. Um, but as a coach, you know, you kind of want to run to where the grass is so if you're on the right hash, you're running to the right. If you're on the left hash, you're running to the left a little bit more. And you hate to be that predictable, but you also have got to be able to move. But Gage would change our play to get us in a better play, and he, he didn't fear going in the mud at all, and he didn't fear pitching at all, and that's what I love about him. He just competes, and he, he treats everything the same. He doesn't let anything, you know, he doesn't let any of the outside stuff bother him. He just, he just plays the game, and uh, he did a great job. So when I was talking to Ty, I had an opportunity to ask him about the uh, most improved aspect of the game from the start of the season till now. Uh, I think we've all agreed that the offenses look pretty solid, uh, you know, from beginning to beginning through this point. I don't think we've seen dramatic improvement. It's been good pretty much all the way through. Uh, defense has been the anchor, I think, of the team in the sense of just keeping us in games even when we struggled a little bit. But I, I thought that the special teams has improved a ton from the beginning of the season to the to this. See, I, I think there's still a lot of room for improvement. You look at our first two kickoff returns, I mean, just silly blocks in the back. And you're supposed to learn right away. You can see a guy's back of a guy's jersey, you don't hit him. And we did that on back-to-back -back returns, set us up inside our own 10-yard line, our first two drives. I mean, thankfully, it worked out the way it did. But you do that against a really good team, Sergeant Bluff, Bishop Peelan, Spirit Lake, you know, into the playoffs, yada, yada. It's not going to work out for you. Yeah, I mean, Sergeant Bluff housed one, but it got called back due to a block in the back. Uh, but you still see it happen, and you kind of feel that slip up. Uh, 
I think the return game has been strong all year. Mike Story's done a great job. Uh, the kicking game's been pretty solid, but the coverage, coverage, I'm not, I'm not a hundred percent sold on it. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. And even we'll see other returns too. They'll get 35, 40 yards, and you really set them up with good field position. Now, Mister Hookman's defense just does a good job of slamming the door on you, and you get out three and out. But yeah, that's you know, nice. you, you'd rather have them back at the 20, 25 yard line, even the 30, as opposed to like the 40 yard line. So I think we have a lot of room for improvement. Coach Ty, talking a little bit about the adjustments in the special teams program. Some of that, you get some different personnel on there, um, to be honest. I mean, that's part of it. But uh, Coach Brewer's done a great job. He takes a lot of pride, and he, he's in charge of the special teams. And even in the preseason, uh, he broke it down a lot into instead of just putting a kickoff team out there and, and doing a bunch of kickoffs, he breaks it down into parts. And he had that's kind of when we started auditioning guys. We had everybody. We had stations, and they had a special team station, and we saw how guys – ran down how they broke down you know can they move can they tackle and so you try to get some guys on that that maybe aren't playing it as much so you can keep some guys fresh but they also have to get the job done so we do have some starters um playing on the, especially on the kickoff team because that's where you can really get killed you know on those kickoffs but uh he's done a great job making adjustments and um it's, it has gotten a lot better and you know i thought last week our biggest problem against lamar's because we had some returns that were a little scary uh we put a few new guys on there, but part of it, too, is because of the mud, our guys weren't breaking down and just, you know, they're kind of running down under control, and then they couldn't stop, and they were kind of running by people. So uh, we've made that – we've worked on that this week as well. You know, before the Coach Ty's interview, you guys had talked about these blocks in the back. There's nothing that frustrates me more sitting in the stands as a fan watching than just stupid penalties. I mean, it, it, I, I mean, it just when you see a beautiful play and it gets called back because of, of a, a hold or a block. The block in the back is the worst one to me because it's the most avoidable thing. No, Randy, you hate offsides by a D lineman oh, more than yeah, that. That's you, true. I know you well enough because he sat next to me and and you know when we work with the little kids. I mean, the little kids on this, it's such a discipline thing that we drive into them. You don't move unless that ball moves. I don't care what they're doing behind center. If that ball don't move, you don't move. So when they do it, that's just one of those things that, and a lot of them have come up to the youth program. So I know it's something that was embedded in them, third through sixth grade. I'm going, oh, you guys, come on, that that one especially get kills a little, me. Get a little lamped up. I was over in uh, Royal on Friday, enjoying the evening. And, oh, uh, that go. They have a few um, a few calls there. In that it was game? tight. Uh, <laughs> there was. But there was an offside by the nose tackle. He was literally lined up over the ball, just like, come on, guy, you're staring at it. I do think our guys do a pretty good job of not moving, though. There's going to be one here and there where you're a little amped up and ready to go. But I think overall our guys do a pretty good job of that. And I love when we go false motion. Yeah, have we, we oh, run that freeze less this year? I, feel I like, think we have, I yeah, think we've run sure. it less, which I – I dare say it might make a few appearances on Friday. Absolutely. I don't even think – I don't remember seeing it much against Sergeant Bluff, but it, it's got a pretty high batting average, speaking of MLB playoffs going right now. The freeze or the false motion work, usually works pretty well for us. Well, it's going to need to on Friday night. As we've got Healing coming to town, we're going to take a break, and we'll be back to talk about that game in just a moment. Stop in at Brown's Shoe Fit. We have a shoe for every occasion, whether you're looking for a shoe to run in, work in, or just something casual. Every day we look forward to helping you find the perfect pair for any purpose or occasion. That's Brown's Shoe Fit in downtown Spencer. Hi V is excited to sponsor the debut season of the SDR Triple Option Podcast 
and a proud supporter of the Spencer High School Tiger football team. Shop Hy-Vee for all your tailgating needs this season. That's Hy-Vee on Grand Avenue in Spencer. The flooring specialists at Mr. B's give their educated advice to help each customer find their perfect flooring. At Mr. B's Flooring, there's always an exceptional selection of flooring products, and you can be sure that your visit is friendly and personal. Free estimates, delivery, and installation services available. Call 712-580-4400. Make a tire or auto repair appointment today. Graham Tire of Spencer proudly serves Spencer and the Iowa Great Lakes. We feature tires that fit your needs and budget from top quality brands. We also pride ourselves on being your number one choice for any auto repair. Let us earn your business. Call Graham Tire today, 712-262-3700. And welcome back. More SDR Triple Option Podcast coming at you. Nate Shaughnessy, a sigh of relief as TJ quietly laughing in the background about a discussion. Put him in his corner. Yeah. You're you're in timeout. It's rough in here today. We got a crabby producer, Justin Thompson. He just wants to go home. We're only through one segment. He's already on us about hurrying up so we can get home. Is this a good time to do longer segments? (laughs) I don't think we're going to get that today. I mean, this segment of all the segments should probably be the longer one. This is the, the game. This is the show. This is the big time. Are you talking CCE? Uh, well, as, <laughs> as dire as that situation is with uh, them and Rems and St. Mary's this weekend, now I'm thinking of a different private school that's playing a little closer to home. Sioux City Healing coming to town. <laughs> Transition, baby. There you go. The Crusaders coming to <laughs> Dale good. Norton Friday night. A little tailgate action ahead of time. And then, of course, the big game, really for all the marbles as far as we're concerned. Uh, it looks like RPI, we need to win this one. Good chance we're going to be in if we win. If not, we're going to have to leave it up into the fate of somebody else to, to break through. Uh, Coach Ty pretty convinced, I think, that Healing's going to get in whether they win or lose. Well, they got um, a pretty yeah. strong score, yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, the question is, can the Tigers get it done Friday night? I certainly like our chances. Being at the Dale, that always helps out. And uh, I think we're a better team, myself. I think we are, too. If you look at all the common opponents, we beat everybody harder than they did. You know, and the the game doesn't really translate that way. But we, we, we did a better job of beating Lamars than they did. We did a better job of beating Storm Lake than they did. We did a better job of beating Denison than they did. Uh, them and Denison, 30 to 20. Our game with Denison was over second quarter, I do believe. Or at Ish. least end of, sec- end of second quarter Ish. for sure. Yeah. Uh, end of the second quarter, it was pretty much over, and they had to struggle with them. Yeah, so. that was a nice arse kicking. But, uh, yeah, and we beat them last year. You know, that's still fresh in our minds. Uh, we got it on the wall here in the office. Should have two years ago, too. Uh, Coach, Ty, Coach Ty, you're going to hear it here in a little bit. I mean, game down in Sioux City, completely gave it away. Should have won the last two against them. Special teams. And those are really games that you could have questioned whether or not we should have been in them. Whereas this one, I think you looking, you know, on paper and, and comparing opponents, we are more than adequate to come out and take care of business. Now, that's all on paper. Yeah. <laughs> yes. The game is played on Friday night at Dale Norton Field. 7 p.m. start for those of you wondering. Uh, so you can come on out, support the Tigers. Uh, it's going to be uh, uh, the crazies. We're going to need the crazies in full effect. Big time. Come, come Friday night. I think they'll have a hard time scoring on us. I really do. You look at their numbers throughout the season, especially lately. 
31 on Storm Lake. They put up 31 on Lamar's, 30 on Dennis and Schleswig. How are they going to score on us? I, I, I don't. Those are teams. Those are games we all put up a lot more points than that. And our defenses are a lot better than those teams. I don't see how they're going to score much on us, to tell you the truth. They do have a pretty well-balanced offense, but their passing game isn't that efficient. It gets 12 yards of completion, but he only completes 46.6% of his passes. And he throws picks. And Daniel Wright didn't throw picks, and he came to Dale Norton, and then what happened? Um, I assume they won't throw at Mike Story their first few attempts. Or throw at Kyle Maroney. I mean, he's always out of position. That's a good way to go. That's what, you have to. you got to throw at him out of position. He's always out of position, yet he continues to make interceptions. It's an amazing thing. It's incredible. That's a science but problem. But he, he, he does get a lot of opportunities because, frankly, if you're looking at Mike Story on one side and you're a quarterback and Kyle Maroney on the other, I love Maroney, but like Mike Story's All-State. Maroney's, uh, I don't know, second team All-State this year? Yeah, I was going to say, he's going to get a little love this <laughs> year, like, I guarantee it, for the games he's played. It's just, you kind of have to throw at him. And you, and you know, got Carter guards, And you got Carter guarding slot guys. And this just in, right. Carter's a pretty good athlete. I mean, he's, he's a freshman not, He's not a freshman playing 3A ball. They just don't wheel those guys out every day. And his, I love how low his pad level is when he tackles. You see where he tackles, dude? Right at the ankles. At the ankles. Right Straight for the ankles. ankles every time. Great downfield blocker, too, that kid is. Actually, all of Spencer's receivers. Yeah, a lot, a lot of, of Spencer's receivers are really good downfield blockers. So it's not just the big boys up front doing the blocking. It's the outside receivers, too. Well, and then we talk about that defense, and it's just been, you know, even when the Tiger offense has taken a while to get going this year, the defense has kept us in games. Well, I mean, I, I call it their bend but not break philosophy. Coach Tyke Rector, we said that's not a philosophy. We don't think we're going <laughs> to. We prefer to not bend. We, we prefer not to bend. But the fact of the matter is, they do. There'll be times, especially that opening drive, they seem to just take a little bit to get going. But after that yeah. opening drive, they generally settle in and uh, take care of business. Well, you look. You look at the last four second halves. Six total points. Three yeah. of them were to Sergeant Bluff Luton. I think they have a pretty good offense. The other three, okay. the other three were to Humboldt. Again, I think they have a pretty good offense. That's it. Last four games, and there's even a shutout two games prior to that against Webster City. This mm -hmm. this team in the second half, they just don't give you anything. They don't even bend. Yeah, they obviously learn quickly, right? Uh, they're not only outstanding athletes. They they're cerebral players. You can just tell. Plus, Hoofen. Apparently he's a witch doctor or something at halftime. It's know. it's just crazy. He can coach better and he can adjust better. I should say not coach better, adjust better on the fly than it seems like with game prep. I, that's just <laughs> yeah. crazy to me. That's incredible. It may I don't I don't know if it's a motivational thing or something. I don't. That dude amps me up sometimes on the sidelines, so I don't know. So the goal this week, Tigers, is to get him to jump higher than he did last year against Bishop Heelan in the photo that Nader took. That's the goal. And he's got a pretty good vert. That, what do you say that is looking looking behind you there? Uh, how high is he off the ground there? A couple feet? 30, 80 inches maybe. 30, 80? 30, 80. 30, 30, 30. <laughs> 30. rounding it up. Yeah, something like that. He's uh, a good athlete. Let's get Coach Tide to jump about six inches in the air too. I'll yeah, if you can get Coach Tide to like pump his fist or something, that would be pretty impressive. Like, well, there you go. Goal for the week. You know, speaking of Coach Ty, he, uh, Heelan, no, uh, no surprises for us. He knows exactly what he's looking into. He had some comments about this week's game. I think Heelan's in, regardless if we beat him or not. In fact, I think if we beat Heelan, we'll have identical records. We'll be ahead of them in our district uh, standings, but they will still be ahead of us in the RPI. And even though the teams we played, uh, well, I think we'll have a better record, it's the teams that we, we played played. That, that's where we get hurt. And to me, that shouldn't weigh in as much, but it does. But... 
Um, yeah, we just we just got to worry about taking care of business and winning the game and then and getting in for sure, so we can really enjoy Friday night. And it's going to be a great challenge. Uh, you know, they're a good team, but I feel um, I just feel we will if we play our game, we're going to be we're you know we're going to be tough to beat. And uh, and I think the field conditions will be better. Our field's pretty tore up, but it's going to be dry. The sun's been hitting it all week, and you know they're they're physical. Um, they rotate two quarterbacks. Uh, you know, they don't have maybe that big-name guy that they do a lot of years. You know, they usually have two or three first-team All-Staters playing. But they're very good. Uh, you know, they're just good. And uh, yet, uh, you know, we're going to come out. And I told the guys, you know, we just got to go out and be confident, um, understand it's going to be physical. And yet I feel we're always the most physical team on the field and, and uh, protect the football, and I think things are going to go our way. Ty also had some thoughts about uh, the benefits of playing at home at Dale Norton. I think it's a, it's a, an advantage. I mean, if you go there, they have turf, and that's always an ideal surface. But you don't have to get on the bus and, and that kind of thing. And, and, you know, it's kind of unusual because we're playing them at home two years in a row. And, of course, we, we pulled that game off last year, and I'm sure they remember that. But, you know, I, I don't really buy into that whole thing. You know, a team's coming, coming in angry over a – to, to me, a lot of those uh, players weren't weren't even you know they've graduated you know a lot of those seniors and and you know our guys have a lot of pride and um, we felt we should have won the game two years ago there we kind of gave that to them we let a punt return go back a kickoff return go back uh, they stripped us of a it looked like we were running for a touchdown right at about the five yard line and they got that ball back so that was a game that just some things went against us so um, you know we have a, a tremendous amount of respect for their program but. You know, we're not afraid of them, you know, that kind of thing. So uh, they've got a great tradition, and they're well-coached, and we're just going to have to play well. Nader, are we feeling okay? What's going on? We haven't mentioned Bishop Heelan's leading rusher. Who is that? Um, I believe it's a little player named Tommy Schilt. <laughs> Did I say that right? Uh, Tommy Schilt? Is it Tommy Schilt? Is it Schlitz? Well, he's got 190 rushing yard attempt on the season for 906 <laughs> yards and nine touchdowns. This is terrible. <laughs> We've been planning this all week. <laughs> this joke was better in practice. I don't know. I think it's pretty good right now. <laughs> I don't know. It makes me want to slitch. <laughs> okay. His last name is pronounced Schilt. The L is after the I, yes. <laughs> all right. Okay, we're done. But he does have 900 That's all we're going to talk about. He does, have, he does have 900 yards. He averages just under five yards of carry. Nine, nine tutties. He's kid, you got to worry about Drew Olsen. You know, he seems like kind of their uh, Mr. Do-It-All on offense, except maybe He's throw the ball a little Jameson bit. Jameson Hines kind of guy. Yes, good mm-hmm. call. Good there you call go. there. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, looks like uh, that'd be, those two are a good place to start, you know, for sure. Yeah, they're a much more balanced offense this year than they were last year. Last year it was just line up in the eye and feed Clark, whichever one was left. Um, Sabian. Yeah, and they played one of the fastest games ever last year, too, is for going to overtime. That first half was over in like 40 minutes because uh, they both ran the ball the whole time. Was it, wasn't it it 14-7 at half, then it was that way until late, late fourth quarter, is that right, last year? Uh, might have been 14-10. No, because we... I do not recall. I'd have to read the story. Yeah, it's right there. Oh, we won 20 to 17, so you might be onto something there. I will do that tomorrow. Fair <laughs> enough. A little prep there. So, guys, what else do we have going on this week here besides what we've talked about? Obviously, the Tigers and Gila, and that is, you know, one of your premier games. I think uh, a couple other premier games... 
to uh, to look at uh, coming up this weekend. And uh, I think you gotta you gotta give some love to Sioux Central. I mean, absolutely. They basically punched their ticket to the playoffs by beating uh, Man- Manning. Uh, Convincingly, I'm going to play on words with you a little bit. They punched their ticket by punching Manning in the mouth. Yeah, they with, punched him in with the mouth. Ben Hargens like 46 times. 280 yards, I believe. Whatever it was, it was a lot. Yeah, it, it was a crap ton. So that's a way to put an exclamation point. Like, yeah, we're going to the playoffs. You think you're going to the playoffs? We're going to run right yeah, over you. And they won that game with defense though too. They only gave one first down in the first half, um, and then you know one touchdown the entire game, but. There is a scenario where they miss out on the playoffs. They would have to lose to Alta, and Ridgeview would have to beat IKM, which is not very likely considering Ridgeview sucks. Well, hold on. If Ridgeview can borrow Nate Stanley, Torin Young, uh, Josie Jewell from Denver, uh, if Ezra Miller can use some of them Hawkeye connections, bring them to Holstein on a Friday, or I don't know what the game's I'm have. 100% sure they've exhausted their eligibility, TJ. He could ask. It's not, you know, it doesn't hurt to ask, Let does alone it? whether or not they're enrolled in Holstein. Maybe they won't get caught. Oh, yeah. They, it'd be hard. Wow. Th- these guys are really huge. You're like, man, who, who's this fat kid? Never heard of him. <laughs> now, hey, we, okay, we get, so the other big game going on, I think. Sue uh, Central's playing Alta, by the way, who is, you know. Alta Rhea is a solid team, especially down in Alta there. That'll that'll be a tough one. But Let's take IKM 20-19. They're, they're also good. They're good. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and Alta, I remember that one. They scored a touchdown late. This, the players wanted to go for two to try and win the game and went pear-shaped, unfortunately. Yeah, you can't argue with that. Though. No. Other game, uh, Play Algona, to win the it's game. Southeast Valley, yeah. which Southeast Valley, the team that knocked off Spirit Lake in a, a great game. We listened to that. Uh, TJ coming back in the car from Storm Lake. Uh, when the Tigers played down at Storm Lake, we got to listen to almost the whole fourth quarter of that game. They put up almost a 50-burger on Spirit Lake, Southeast Valley. Did. That's pretty impressive. It was a track meet game, yeah. 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 So them and Algona squaring off, that'll be huge. That'll be the other big game of the night. And then we've got a bunch of candidates for dump truck game of the night. Sergeant Bluff at Storm Lake. Very much so. Yeah. Does uh, timeout? Do you think Britton Delperding even plays that game? No. I don't think I would. I don't know nope. his injury, what he's got going on, or What's if he has point? an inj- injury. They're already in. They've they already the, won the district. They got the Schultz kid, or perhaps Schultz. <laughs> <laughs> and then we. I, I, <laughs> I don't think I'd even play him. I'd arrest him like, uh, we need you next Friday, bud. Yeah, then you got Emmitsburg at West Sioux. Uh, the Ehawks are going to get just. Rolled. Snot beat out of them. This is not yeah, your. F- they are the inferior bird. In these are not your fa- the These are not your father's Ehawks. Let's just say that. No, they're your disappointing millennial grandsons' Ehawks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then Akron Westfield at uh, Marcus Meriden Clay Hordrins and Union. Uh, Akron should just blow the lid off that one. I would think. Yeah. And yeah. Then, and then the last one here, and this this really could be the dump truck game of the night is our, our Weva. At uh, River Valley down in Correctionville. Dang, too bad we didn't look up the spread on that one, Nate. I tried to get my dollar back. I'm sure it was. Yeah, I'm sure it was aggressive. I would have. I would have taken uh, my wife, the Wolverines. That's too. my wife's old home school. It used to be Eastwood back in the day. Which one? But that's uh, Arweva. No, River Valley. Now it used oh, to right. be Eastwood when it was just like Correctionville. Down so there. Eastwood turned into River Valley Correctionville. Well, they've got oh, okay. a bunch of they've got <laughs> oh, okay. a bunch of teams. They got, they got a bunch of river There's towns a bunch down of Quimby there. And all They're sorts all, of, yeah, all rounded up. It's nuts. Bunch of steamboat captains. Yeah, and then a couple of uh, to- well, the toilet bowl game of the week. I think we agreed. Uh, Manson Northwest Webster at uh, St. Ed's. That's some bad football. Whole bunch of kids looking forward to basketball and wrestling in that game. Yeah, same thing. Maybe. Well, 
North Union <laughs> or, or doing nothing. It's like baseball. Maybe? I don't even I don't even know where West Fork is, but that's where Sheffield. North Union is. It this is week. over by Mason City. I used to actually played over there in high school. I played uh, Northwood Kensett, Man North Central Manly, Norris Springs Rock Falls, and Sheffield in my uh, last two years of high school. So I know exactly where it is. Right off I thirty five. And, and Rockwell Swift. The other game in District TJ 1. Murphy, also known as Google Maps. <laughs> Amen, brother. That's his, that's his code name. And the Navigator. The other uh, Class 3 District 1 game, which really doesn't mean anything, uh, Lamar's at Dennis and Schleswig. Any bets on that one, guys? We've seen them both. I'll take the fight in Weehaw. Weehaw! Dennison by 14. You think? That's fair enough. Mm-hmm. Fair Sar- enough. Sergeant Bluff Luton by 600. No, they'll take it easy. I also feel the same way about that Arweeva River Valley game. Arweeva only beat CC fifty-eight to twelve, and they're ranked number one. They're gonna rest some dudes. Was There's that the, was that the hundred and six point spread yeah, game? Yeah, man. Yeah, they only beat them by forty-six. Those slaggers. Boy, they you really still have that dollar? Underachieved. Have you no. spent that dollar? Well, no, yeah, no, I still have that dollar. Yeah, I think. Which twelve pack was that put towards? <laughs> I think it might have been a nine pack. <laughs> Like the talls. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, we're going to take another break. When we come back, we'll be talking about a big win for the Hawkeyes and the Cyclones knocking off a top 10 ranked program when we return with SDR Triple Option Podcast in just a moment. Go Hawks. For over 40 years, Northwest Iowa bone, joint, and sports surgeons have been providing state-of-the-art orthopedic care right here in your backyard. Our physicians and staff are here to help you get back into the game by offering everything from sports medicine to total joint replacement, as well as hand and foot surgery. Visit us on the web at nwiabone.com. Whether you're out with the family or catching a game with the guys, the sports page has the food, drink, and televisions to make the evening for you. And don't miss out on our daily specials. Visit the sports page in South Spencer. Grab a seat. The game's on. Have a sick tree? Give the tree docs a call. We specialize in trees, disease management, and tree moving. Ruland Nurseries Tree Care, serving Spencer and the Iowa Great Lakes. Call us at 712-580-4868 or search Ruland Nurseries Incorporated on Facebook. Exact Eye Care of Spencer is a full-service optometric office and optical. With the latest technology, doctors Joni Brewer and Jessica Curran are able to provide comprehensive eye care. Their team of opticians provides nearly 40 years of combined experience in the eyewear field. From comprehensive eye exams to full-service optical, they have you covered. Most major insurance accepted. Exact Eye Care of Spencer, 712-262-3982. Exactly what you need, exactly what you want. And we're back. Third segment of the SDR Triple Option podcast this week. Randy Cothran, TJ Murphy. Uh, knock, knock. Who's there, TJ? Uh, Owen. Owen who? Owen, you had a 10-point lead before your 10th straight loss, and you blew it! <laughs> to the nerds. To the nerds. To the ugliest school in the Big Ten. So I don't know if it was Scientific third. fact. Look at the students. I don't know if it was third or fourth quarter. Where they had that 10-point lead, but you could just hear all the overall wearing fans. We're going to do it! We're going to do it! Yeah, they were, then, they were popping their buttons on those overalls. And then Clayton Thorson just dagger, 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 <laughs> dagger. None, none, Nebraska. You still wore overalls. You've lost your last 10 games. So the celebration balloon. Bring back Pelini. Bring back Pelini. Who do they have this week? Minnesota. Oh. At home. 
But and they're a like, favorite. Nebraska's a favorite. Yeah, sure. Okay. I'm just saying. Yeah. You're just trying to get people to bet. <laughs> you know, the USA Today ran a story that was like, uh, if they fire Scott Frost, they're going to have to pay him like $26 million. I was like, that seems a little harsh to run that story. Do you think any boosters... Seems a little premature. Are any donors like, slash boosters thinking about it? The guy had a bunch of transfer out. Are any of their donors slash boosters thinking about it? Like, oh, this guy can't coach. That, Where's Mike Riley? The overalls don't think, TJ. <laughs> they react. We lost to Colorado and the nerds. Let's bring back Tom Osborne. Let's run a. Tri- we need to get back to the triple option. Solich is available. Oh, he's not done. He's not coaching Ohio anymore. I think. Oh, he, he is, Ohio. but he's coaching Ohio. You can't tell me you can't hire that guy away from Ohio. <laughs> it might be better than what the guy working right now. <laughs> he's gonna need to bring a bunch of dudes. He's gonna need all of Ezra Miller's friends. <laughs> all of Ezra Miller's friends. Have you seen Ridgeview? They're like one and nothing. Well, the friends you said he had. <laughs> oh, but they're going to borrow this week. Noah Fant, Hawkinson, Nate Stanley, the boys, which who are did you ranked. see that Hawkinson block, by the way? I did. Did Ooh. you see the Hawkeyes are now ranked? First time in a long time. Yeah, they earned it. Yeah, they, 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 they the looked, crap you out know of what, they really looked impressive. The only game I haven't seen them look impressive in was the, the Iowa State game. I mean, neither one of them looked impressive. They both looked horrible in that game. That's because they're both good. I was going to say, it might be the best team we played this year. Might be. Well, I, Wisconsin might have something to say about that. All Iowa State might have, might have something to say about that, too, but we'll never find out. So that, that'd be a I, fun game to watch. I would watch that game, that'd yeah. Be a, that'd be a very fun game to watch if, watch. if they want to meet up in a bowl game somewhere, that'd be fine with me. But at, at the end of the day, it's a rival game, and they got the W in that regard against yeah. uh, Iowa State. But uh, speaking of Iowa State, big win for Iowa State this week. Is, Huge. Uh, Taking on West Virginia. Of course, the school getting fined. I think it's the stupidest thing in the world in college football mm-hmm. for these students. They're, uh, they're obviously excited. You just knocked off a top 10 ranked program uh, with a school with, you know, not, still not getting the respect they probably deserve. And uh, uh, they pull off the huge win. They storm the field, and now they're going to pay a fine for it. Now, I'm sure they had plenty of people there that'll. Uh, help offset the cost, but it's just ridiculous. But have some fun, folks. That, that was awesome by Iowa State. Actually, the last two weeks they've looked really good, but Iowa State fans, stop it. I've heard a bunch of you say, if we'd have played Purdy against Iowa, we'd have beat you. No, you wouldn't have. I looked this up today. You have – you Brock Purdy <laughs> has looked good. research segment. Brock Purdy has looked good against Oklahoma State and West Virginia. Number, four, number 48 and 75 nationally in defense. You know what Iowa is? Five. <laughs> we are five in total defense. Yeah. We're in the Big Ten. We're in Iowa City. We have Ferentz and Phil Parker. We play defense. We have an NFL defensive line. You're, he's not going to look like a world beater against the Hawkeyes. No way, no how. But, Enjoy uh, what you got. I mean, the cycle yeah, should be exciting. Just be happy. Just yeah, be just, satisfied. Yeah, don't worry right? about what happened. You're still little brother. That's okay. Don't worry yes. what happened in week two. Week two is gone now. We're moving forward past that. Hey, Nate, question for you. If Iowa State's little brother, what's Nebraska? A joke. Ugly stepsister. <laughs> ugly, ugly, one-tooth, red-headed stepsister. A literal joke. Just hobos and mascara, I guess. Yes, they are. <laughs> hey, didn't they sponsor an earlier show? Yeah. I, I, I believe that was mascara. the very first TJ's Top 5 was hobos and mascara. Then we figured out the N on the helmet for Nebraska is hobos and mascara. Yeah, it's, it was amazing how that spelling works. So... Nebraska continues to lose. The Cyclones get a big win. The Hawkeyes, a dominant performance uh, on the road. Stanley, six touchdowns. I mean, he just went off. Well, you get that kind of performance out of him. 
Uh, running game wasn't doing too bad, but I mean Stanley kind of was the show on national Saturday. player of the week. Kind of needed to have a game like that too because teams were obviously selling out to stop the run on us. So we needed that pass game to open up some avenues. Run game's not as strong as it's been in recent years. Well, Akram Wadley was really good. I do like the three running backs we have, though. I think they it looked pretty solid against Indiana, but you know we're we're throwing the ball really well, and we have two pretty unstoppable tight ends. Yeah, and should be able to run on Maryland a little bit, I would think. So, but that should be that could be a sneaky good game this week. I mean, I think Maryland is a much improved team, despite their ridiculous mascot. Uh, their uh, and uniforms and uniforms. Those uniforms. Man, I don't even. Uh, we talked about that a couple, what three or four shows ago. The roads are slightly more palatable, just because it has to be like white for the most part, so they can't put extra ugly colors on there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, saving them from themselves. <laughs> they should thank the NCAA for that rule. Really? Interesting this week. Iowa, Iowa going from the hunter, kind of the hunted this week. How will that? Uh, I wonder if that'll have any effect. What you saying? We got a target on our back? Oh yeah, saying? we're ranked now five and one. Kind of looking sexy throughout the country a little bit. It looks sexy. Yeah. Oh boy. Oh yeah. <laughs> now, now we talked about this actually a couple of shows ago too. Uh, postseason possibilities for the Hawkeyes. I think, you know, the Cyclones, I, I hope they get their sixth win. I hope they get enough games to get a sixth win because they start. They're I in think, a good spot now with the West Virginia win. But they need to, they deserve an to opportunity Kansas, right? to play in the postseason. Uh, so I'd be ashamed if they did not get a bowl game. But, and that's saying there's so many ridiculous bowl games that it's hard to think they wouldn't. San but, Diego County Credit Union points out of your bowl. Yeah. The SDR Triple Option Bowl. Yeah, we didn't. We get can't afford bowl. it. Well, we could. We play we, it at the Dale. Believe me, <laughs> of course. I've seen, I've, seen <laughs> That's a given. Of, I've seen some of the teams that compete in some of these bowl games. We probably could afford maybe one. <laughs> we could even play it at the Unidome. Call up, call up you and I. Like, can we borrow this place? No one's using it. Free tailgate. Your team is Free done. Tailgate. Your team's not good this year. We're gonna have the SDR Triple Option Bowl. I think it's going to actually be the side of the national title we, game. It, it turns out we can only let Georgia Tech and Army play in it. <laughs> <laughs> triple option bowl, baby. We're going to see who is the best triple option team uh, in the country. Army. So. <laughs> Georgia Tech sucks. Uh, Navy can run her pretty well, too. But, oh, uh, yeah, they still do. With Iowa State, you know, they've gotten past a lot of the tough part of their schedule. You know, TCU, Oklahoma, West Virginia still have to play Texas. But they've got a lot of the armpit of the Big 12 coming. I'll tell you what, if I was Texas, I, that would be a game I'd be awful nervous about. Is it on the road or is it in I Texas? Think it, I it think it's in Austin. I think it's at. I think it's at Texas. I'll tell you what. If I was Texas and if it was at uh, Jack Trice, I'd be really nervous about that game. Oh, but I, if I it's State, in Texas, it'd be a little. Iowa State control. miraculously blows that game against Texas all the time. So this is the year to try to fix that. Yeah, that would be awesome. But Spencer also somehow blows it against Lamar's every year, and they hey, we it. got the old monkey off the back. So it's time for the Cyclones to do the same. Do we beat them? Did we beat Lamar's? Did, yeah, did we get that one? Uh, yeah. We picked well, Continuous up. clock, close. second game, it was second close. half. Slide by him. Continuous clock, all second half. Uh, <laughs> second time we've done that last four did weeks. Did you see my tweet for it? No, I didn't. Spencer sneaks past Lamar's. Oh, no, okay, I did see that one. That was good. 41 to 6. But that, you, okay, no, I was just going to say, back to the question about the Hawkeyes. How far do you see him going in the postseason? Now, Capital you, One Bowl. Indy. I, I think they'll go to Indy, at least, for the Big Ten title game. Probably play Michigan. I think Michigan's the best team in the Big Ten East, and they will prove that when they play uh, play Ohio State last game of the year. I think this team's going to Indy. Wisconsin, I think they'll lose another game or two. I don't see anyone left on the schedule Iowa can't beat, especially you look at uh, the probably the toughest game left would be uh, at Penn State. Yeah, Penn, State. Penn State's reeling right now. 
Yeah, they lost to Michigan State somehow. Um, well, the key, the, the, but like you said, we got to have some help. We can't do it on our own. We no, got to yeah. have somebody else take out Wisconsin. Even if we run the table, they beat us head to head. So Wisconsin, right. I know Wisconsin has to go to Penn State. I know they have to play Northwestern, as do we. That play Purdue, who's sneaky good. Purdue's got a really solid squad. That's still Purdue. They host Ohio State this weekend, and uh, Penn State, tricky little battle at Indiana, who Iowa just housed, so that'll be interesting. Yeah, they're going to be looking to rebound, but uh, Hawkeyes need to take care of business against Maryland this weekend. Looks like Iowa State's going to get a chance to uh, lick some uh, boo-boos and wounds, get a little healed up before they come back to action. And uh, all is all is well. Don't, don't even know what that means. All right, we're going to take another break. We'll be back with the pro football segment in just a moment. Don't let your honeydew list keep you from a weekend of football. Play some offense and let Nelson Jewelry game plan her perfect gift in your budget. We make jewelry buying easy and painless, so you can get back to the game. Nelson Jewelry in downtown Spencer. Employment Connections is your locally owned and operated employment agency where one application equals many opportunities. Come visit our certified staffing professionals to see what we can do for you. Don't forget to ask about our referral and hire on bonuses. The Average Joe, a hair salon for men on the go. Let Lisa have you looking your best today. Be sure to stop in on Wednesdays and receive $2 off your haircut. Look for The Average Joe at its new location in South Spencer at 603 South Grand Avenue. Walk-ins welcome or schedule an appointment at 712-580-3356. The Average Joe Hair Salon for Men. Southern Archery has been Spencer's go-to outdoor outfitter for more than 40 years. We carry the largest selection of handguns and long guns in the area and can help prepare you for the fall hunting season with new guns and bows or repairs to your existing equipment. Visit Southern Archery in South Spencer today. Back for our final segment of this week's SDR Triple Option Podcast, Nate Shaughnessy. Hi there. TJ Murphy. I forgot to mention this in segment two. We're playing Bishop Heelan this week, so that means we're playing east, west, north, south. Probably Lamar's again, Hinton, Sergeant Bluff. By Morningside and Briarcliff, too. we got a lot of gas to get ready for. The best high school team money can buy. Uh, that and Spirit Lake. I think Spirit Lake would have something to say about that. Cedar Rapids, Cedar Rapids Xavier's not too shabby. Oh, yeah, they have a lot of talent to pick from. But we're playing basically the entire town of Sioux City. Bring them all on. And surrounding communities, and we're ready for them. We'll come Friday night. If I was them, I'd look at Gage Heisel at Woodbury Central. Bishop Heelan, <laughs> you might want to call him. The kid can play. So just a tip, because we know you're not into that recruiting thing, so we're going to help you out a little bit. <laughs> Hey, you know, we're going to talk a little pro football now. And I, I, you know what? Once again, the man does it. I sit there and I, I knew this was going to happen. I'm watching that 49ers Green Bay game Monday night. And the Niners are up for a good chunk of that fourth I'll, quarter. I'll, was it, was it ever in doubt? Outplayed. They outplayed Green Bay. I knew when they got the when when Rodgers got the ball back with a minute to go, I said we're going to lose this game because he's going to do what Rodgers do and drive down that field and put them in either throw a touchdown or put them in a position where they could kick a chip shot field goal. To be fair, you got Crosby coming off the worst game of his life. Well, and yeah, but he more than made up for that Monday night. I mean, he had a good good strong night. Sure uh, did. Randy, you had to like what you saw to C.J. Beathard, though. I, I was Hit happy. Deep ball. Well, first of all, I'm never happy about a loss, but I was happy that they were in the game at the end. Because if you'd have told me the 49ers team 
as depleted as they are with the backup quarterback, C.J. Beathard, in there, would go toe-to-toe and be in it until the very last minute of the backup game. Backup quarterback, your number three and four running backs, I believe. Yeah, I would, be, I would have been more than pleased to walk out of there with a three-point loss to the, that his team as impactful as a Green Although Bay. Although Matt Breida, speaking of the backup running back, he looks really good. I don't know if you yeah, watched he that was, game. He was they, injured, he really too. Good. They just cleared him, like, the day of the game. Um, Matt Berry screwed a bunch of people over, telling him to start uh, whoever their other guy Did is. you see, speaking of Matthew Berry, he said uh, he, in one of his 13 leagues he's probably in, he <laughs> said he needed one, one point from Alfred Morris. Alfred Morris had one eight-yard run called back by holding. <laughs> yeah. Didn't see the field the rest of the game. Still got a game check, though. Still got a game yeah, check. He got paid. They went with their NASCAR backfield, is what they call it, with Brita and Molart, Molstart. I don't remember. And use check the fullback. Who I really like. I like that Kyle Use Overpaid. Terrible contract, though. If is you're it? The, if you're the Niners, yeah, you're giving like thirty or forty million dollars to a fullback. He does it all sometimes. You know, he's still <laughs> a fullback. Are yeah, you serious? It's a little extreme. Oh yeah, they paid him a bunch of money. I'll tell you what, though, I love Kittle. Oh, yeah. Who doesn't? So Bethard, Bethard and Kittle, you know, the Iowa connection there on the 49ers is pretty impressive. I like quite Mar- a few Hawkeyes playing. I like Marquise Goodwin. That little dude can fly. Olympic caliber speed. There's some, literally. There is, yeah, they're literally. And jumping ability. Yeah, you don't that use was pretty it a lot, sweet. But he had a nice celebration that in the end zone cool. with the long jump. Like so, Randy, you have two favorite teams. How'd the other one do over across the pond? <laughs> I owe you a dollar. <laughs> I, <laughs> I didn't bring the, uh, did not bring the dollar. That's just TJ ruffling paper to make it sound it's a very like large dollar, large dollar bill. Um, yeah, I owe you a buck on that one. Yeah, they just, it's abysmal. And the thing is, coming into the game, you know, Carr had been throwing okay. He made a couple key mistakes at bad times, but overall, his yardage, his percentage, uh-huh. had been great. You know, they've been running the ball pretty effectively offensively. Just defense, kind of Khalil Max missing. Yeah, not sure what happened help. to him. Not sure what happened to but him. But Randy, you had three. you had to like seeing this down in South Beach. The Bears defense with Khalil Mack gave up thirty one to the ostrich. You know, I don't care. You had to like seeing that. <laughs> the brockening. That, that doesn't that doesn't mean anything to me now. Randy, I mean, you're you're lucky you don't owe me another dollar. He's dead to me. Pat Mahomes <laughs> pulled that out for you. Huh? You're lucky you don't owe me another dollar. Pat Mahomes pulled that out for What's you that Sunday night. Mahomes? I, I still those London games are still trash. I shouldn't play them. Don't like it. They're almost as bad as the Thursday night games, uh, and that Amari Cooper injury just further decimated my fantasy draft. Speaking of injury, did you see uh, Pittsburgh Cincinnati game? Vontae's perfect that cheap shot over the middle. To well, that was just no, I actually did. Was that see Juju it. Smith it was or horrible. Antonio Brown? Well, the, it wasn't even so much the cheap shot. I mean, that was bad. But then afterward, he points at Schuster and tells him, "You're next." After well, the guy who just Schuster did decleat him last year, so well, good. He deserves Perfect's it. Perfect's not a good person. No, would be my evaluation of him. Overall, but he is a nasty because he player, does man. this stuff constantly. Like I don't know how the dude doesn't get suspended at least once a year. I don't see how he's not thrown out of the league. I mean, it's clear he is a dirty player. Yeah, he's and, a headhunter. Oh, absolutely. And they're trying to take that out of the game. Doing a pretty good job of it, taking out of the game. But not him. No. He continues to defy the rules like, I'm going to hit a Steeler in the head with my shoulder pad. Well, you need it to It wasn't even his shoulder pad. I don't think. Didn't he go head-to-head with I him? I think it was shoulder pad to helmet. I really? think. I thought it looked to me like he went helmet into his helmet. I love the end of that game. Just a quick little smoke route to A.B. 34 yards. Good night, Cincinnati. See ya. A.B. Yeah. is good at the football, as it turns out. Uh, apparently, he's a pretty good wide receiver. He's not Adam Thielen, but... Uh, <laughs> 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 uh, 
Adam Thielen's a nice player. The most annoying noise. Antonio Brown is, you know. I know. Adam Thielen's got a got a little ways to go to catch A B, but right now I wouldn't this. I wouldn't trade him. I I'll tell you what, what did they say? Really? A hundred a hundred yards? Really? Again? Oh heck no. Six straight games a hundred yards. Would not trade that for anybody. I would trade it for I, I'd trade Mike Evans for Antonio Brown. I, Tampa. I, I'd do anything to get I would Antonio rather Brown have Adam, on my team. I'd rather have Adam Thielen than Mike Evans, but I'm sorry. Well, that's an understandable position. I'm just saying, like, Antonio Brown is the best. I prefer to have the best guy. I, I Right now, you could argue that Adam Thielen is playing the best. I, yeah, I would argue that if I wanted a, a wide receiver with really bad hair and bad attitude, I'd go with Odell Beckham Jr. Yeah. I let him headbutt. I love that John Mara finally said something about it, though. It's like, yeah, maybe you should play more and talk less, huh? Yeah. That was, Quit that banging was your head against the like, uh, fans. I, on I the gave side you an the... enormous amount of money. How about you just stop being a jerk? <laughs> Speaking of a dollar, ready to gamble? Who's ready to gamble? Who's ready to gamble? Who's ready? Who's ready to gamble? It's, uh, it's this introduction to TJ's top five. Is that what we're doing here? I like that. Okay, very good. It's time for TJ's top five. Brought to you by lazy-eyed Walmart greeters. Hello to you and your left shoe. <laughs> that, you just did that today? Yep. Did welcome. you go to Walmart today? <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> I had some time out on the road. And Shout out to Bob at my, Walmart. My mind wanders. <laughs> uh, Game that one. number one, Denver at... Arizona. Hey, real quick, could we also do one of my picks sponsored by the guy who drove through Dollar Tree today? Or guy or person? I think it was a do- guy. I think it was an old lady. Guy or gal who drove through Dollar Tree? Be kind. I think there may have been some injuries involved there. Let's not uh, pun that one too bad. <laughs> does it, how much does it cost know? to repair Dollar Tree? A dollar? A, dollar. <laughs> a few Every, dollars? Everything's a dollar. That's the way it works, here's right? the, here's the Here's the great part about that, the photo that we've mm-hmm. got in the paper that will be out. Well, air tomorrow after we tape it this time. It's got a sticker in the window that said, This week's wow, right next to where they <laughs> broke the window. So I was like, I'll say. Yeah, wow, indeed. All right, did you already say game number one? I forgot. Yeah, Denver at Arizona. It's uh, Denver by two Thursday night game. I'm going to roll with the Cardinals here, getting the two points. I kind of like what I saw from the Cardinals the other day at Minnesota. Played them, played them tough. Yeah, Minnesota's a better team. on the on, Arizona on the road, played them tough. Now they're at home on a short week playing Denver. Denver's trash. I'm sorry. They looked good against the Rams. I just don't see it this week. I'm going to go with the Cardinals getting the points. Probably to win the game outright. Creepy ESPN voice guy, Nate Shaughnessy, number two. I would I would say uh, David Johnson going oh, to have himself a feast against back that Denver Back to back defense. running backs they've allowed to go over 200 give yards. Him 200 to Crowell. What are you going to do to David Johnson? All right. Buffalo at Indianapolis. It's Indianapolis by seven and a half. I'm going to roll with Buffalo on this one, getting the points. Buffalo's got a real defense. Might even be the best defense in the league. They're starting Derek Anderson, who is an upgrade from an NFL quarterback. I I, I can't believe he's an upgrade from someone else at quarterback. I I really can't, but he is. Uh, Nate Nate Peterman, great first name, bad everything else. Wasn't he a Seinfeld character? Peterman? Yeah, wasn't Peterman? Yes, Peterman. That's what I thought, yeah. (laughs) John O'Hurley. I think Cole, that's who they pulled out the quarterback. The uh, he had gray hair in '94. I don't know. <laughs> that's a good choice. I think uh, Indianapolis will probably win the game. I'll take the talent of Andrew Luck. Uh, the Colts are still pretty beat up, but I think Buffalo keeps it close, especially with that defense. Uh, take Buffalo, getting the seven Luck, and a half. You know, Luck's been coming on though. I mean, he's looked oh, better. Oh, look great. Yeah, seven and a half is yeah. just a really big spread in that yeah. game. Ab- absolutely. And Buffalo, like I said, probably the best defense in the league. So creepy ESPN voice guy Nate Shaughnessy. What do you think? 
God, he's yelling. That was loud. I'm sorry. Houston at Jacksonville. It's Jacksonville by four and a half. I'm going to swallow the points. Take Jacksonville here. I think Jacksonville is going to be pretty pissed off after the performance they just gave against the Dallas Cowboys. Jalen Ramsey's a pouty pants. Oh, that was so great. You know, he talks all this trash. Talks all this trash. And then after the lose, oh, no. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. My hat looks stupid. They they did the best Dan Patrick bit the other day on that. When they were talking, they were playing like he was asking questions. So they kept this crying baby sound. (laughs) Was he answering? <laughs> I'll take the Jags in this one. Uh, pretty, uh, pretty hot after the way they played last week. Houston's won three in a row, but I just don't think Houston's all that good. Bill O'Brien is still an idiot. Take the Jags. Creepy ESPN voice guy, Nate Shaughnessy, game number four. Dallas at Washington. It's Washington by two. I'm going to roll up the Cowboys in this one. Speaking of a team that's got a legit defense, Jalen Smith filling in for Sean Lee has really made that defense go. They're playing really well that side of the ball. Zeke has, you know, he's kind of carved up the NFC East in games I've seen anyway. I don't really research it all that close. But uh, I will take Dallas on the road. <laughs> the great thing to say is you give gambling advice. <laughs> oh, there you go. Ezekiel <laughs> Elliott does good against teams. Put your money on me, folks. But no, Dallas's defense is good. We all, we all know that Washington yeah, they just get stuck out there a lot I'm just and I'm betting against Alex Smith that's not a bad proposition right no Alex Smith What's his yards per attempt this year negative four as, as and that's a career high yeah. and that's a career Andy high Andy Reid's like you can get negative four out of that guy <laughs> I'm gonna go with Dallas this one on the road getting the two points last game creepy ESPN voice guy the Los Angeles Rams at San Francisco I'm gonna take the fighting Cawthorns on this one up top Woo-hoo! Randy Miss Pound yeah the fighting Cawthorns uh Rams on the road, third straight game. Uh, San Francisco, it's, all, it's a short week. I'm never really a big fan of that. They look good at Green Bay. Should have won the game. Rams will be without Cooper Cup. Could be a nice little hit to their offense. Uh, division game, I think the Niners will get up for it. I'm going to take the uh, fighting Cawthorns in this one, getting the 10 points. So Arizona, confidence you have in them. Arizona, Buffalo, <laughs> only, Jacksonville, Dallas, fighting like Cawthorns. like he's picking them to win, man. San it's Francisco. A 10 point spread. Oh, yeah. A 10's a lot in the NFL. That is a lot. I don't know. I just watched Gurley run, man, and that dude. He's not Gurley. He's uh, gonna he's gonna carry me to the playoffs in one of my fantasy leagues for uh, sure. Adrian Peterson, his uh, MVP year 2012, did that for me in the Daily Reporter League. Actually, I mean my rest team was my was garbage, but he was good for 30 points every week. Yeah, it just uh-huh. Gurley is something to watch, man. And I'll tell you what, and once back to you, uh, Saquon Barkley getting that job done. You had full confidence. Oh, that guy's awesome. I okay, I would still take Todd Gurley first in a fantasy draft right now. <laughs> the thing is, yeah. But who would you take after that? You can argue with Saquon Barkley. Well, I got Le'Veon Bell sitting on my bench for one league, so that's pretty sweet. Well, he may come back. Outwardly, actually, yeah. He's, he's talking about it, but who knows? He's talking my, about a lot of stuff. My this backfield year. at draft time was Le'Veon Bell, uh, Ingram, and uh, the Melvin all, Gordon. The all suspended. Incredible. <laughs> except Melvin Gordon, who's doing really well this who's year. Who's a god right now? Had to say this TJ's top five 16, 13, and two on the year. We're running the black. We're doing okay. 55%. Yeah, Did we figure that out yesterday? We, I'll, ma- we I'll, mathed it. I'll take it. Very good. TJ's top five. I don't remember who was brought to you by some guy at Walmart with a bad eye situation. Lazy-eyed Walmart greeter. Thank you very much. Well, Win folks, and in, baby. That's going to do it for us this week. Come on out to the Dale Norton Field Friday night, 7 p.m. Start tailgate ahead of time if you're oh, a little hungry. Or listen to the game in Jamaica on the TuneIn Radio app. That's where TJ will be. So uh, shout out to TJ as he's tanning his uh, buns there. And, uh, Gross. Jamaica. Thank you. Thank you. Not an image anybody I guess that's your head. opinion. So, yeah. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, There's it one is. person in this world contractually obligated to appreciate that view. <laughs> and she's going with. Oh, there's no contract. There ain't my... Okay, sign, oh, you there is. sign a okay. document? Yeah, okay, I guess there is. But that you contract... understand how it works. If you were her, would you break that contract? 
If that was Every my day. option, if that was my option. Every if day. you were her, what would you do? I'd, I'd be very confused. <laughs> I didn't sign on for this. Uh, love you, honey. Very good. <laughs> Even though she doesn't listen to the podcast, but still. Well, she should. I know. I know. That'll do it for us this week. Nate Shaughnessy, TJ Murphy, of course, Justin Thomas, putting up with us here in studio. I'm Randy Cothran. We will be back next week with more SDR Triple Option Podcast. The SDR Triple Option Podcast is sponsored by Ruland Nursery and Tree Dock, Mr. B's Flooring, Graham Tire, Employment Connections, Exact Eye Care, Nelson Jewelry, Brown's Shoe Fit, Southern Archery and Gun, Northwest Iowa Bone, Joint, and Sports Surgeons, The Average Joe Hair Salon for Men, Don Pearson Ford, The Sports Page Grill and Bar, and Hy-Vee. That'll do it for Episode 10 of the SDR Triple Option Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Facebook, and tune in next week as the guys prep you for Iowa high school playoff action. Thank you for listening. So long, everybody. No, you wouldn't have. I looked this up today. You have, you, Brock Purdy, TJ's research segment.